Welcome to episode 114 of Podcateers. In this episode, we talk a bit about tickets to Mickey's Halloween party becoming available, and Javier tells us which day he's going, or at least he tries to. Darth Vader breathes a tiny bit of new life into the new Rogue One trailer. Lightsaber battling might be coming to Disneyland. It, it's actually kind of cool. California Adventure might be getting its own annual pass, but is it actually worth the price? And Leica Studios releases their new film, Kubo and the Two Strings, and we talk a little bit about what went into creating it. It's definitely a movie that I'm looking forward to seeing and talking about it more in a future episode. Support for Podcateers is provided by listeners like you. If you would like to help us out with a monthly, weekly, or even one-time contribution, you can do so for as little as $1 a month, which goes a long way in helping to keep the podcast running. For more information, just head over to podcateers.com and click on the Patreon logo or go to patreon.com slash podcateers. It's kind of like becoming a fairy godparent of the podcast, but, you know, without all the wings and the wands and stuff. Support for Podcateers is also provided by Amazon. Before making your next purchase, we would love it if you went to podcateers.com slash Amazon first and clicked on the big Amazon button. That tells Amazon that you'd like to send a few cents from your purchase our way as a thank you for what we do and using our link. Of course, to everyone that's already using the link, we truly appreciate your added support. For more information and updates on things that we talk about in this episode, they're going to be available at podcateers.com slash 114. If you have any comments on anything that we talk about in this episode or anything you read in the post, make sure to leave us a comment. Also, to find us on the webs, just search for Podcateers. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and YouTube. Please make sure to like, follow, and subscribe to those networks for updates. So I think that's going to do it for me. But before we jump into the episode, uh, I just want to say thank you to all of our new listeners and all of our new followers. Uh, We truly appreciate that you guys are taking the time to download, hit the subscribe button, and listen, leave us comments, and follow us on all the social networks. And to everyone that's been following us, as always, you guys rock. Thank you guys for listening. So here we go. Here's episode 114 of Podcateers. This is our podcast. It's about three guys that love Disney, technology, art, and food. This is Podcateers. So what days did you guys end up getting for Mickey's Halloween party? Uh, you're putting me on the spot. I have no idea. I don't remember. So, um, are you guys going during the week or on the weekend? Uh, wow. Don't even remember that either. Wow. Seriously. You're, you're going, right? Uh, <laughs> so what's going to happen is he's going so. to miss the day altogether. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was last it's, week. Oh, look, sometime. <laughs> <laughs> sometime in September. <laughs> September or October? Uh, I want to say October. You want to say but what if it's in September and then what if it's in September and then in October you're like oh it was two weeks ago um because there's no refunds there isn't no like at all at all you better just go wait there's no exchange either yeah you know what just camp out just be like is it today no okay we'll just keep waiting I'm gonna camp out the way Mario should have with uh, Alex Hirsch (laughs) (laughs) that hurt (laughs) 
Oh, low blow, See, Mario. I have dedication unlike you. <laughs> this is for the podcast. Two-minute penalty. Stop talking to me. <laughs> well, it's going to be one of these dates. Right, I, I wrote them down because I wanted to make sure that we told people that Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party tickets are available. We'll yes. throw a link up in the blog post for the episode. It'll be at podcateers.com slash 114. These are the dates. All right, go one of these may sound familiar to you. Right, you ready? Because there's a lot. All right, Here we go. go. September 2nd. 8th, oh, that 11, that one does too. 13, oh, 16, oh, that's it. 18, nope. 20, that's it. 23, I'm going to 25, oh, the 29, the 29, 30. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's September. So here's October. Oh, wait. Ready? No, here's no. October. Okay, I All right, think it's October. All right. Go Maybe ahead. one of these sounds right. familiar. Here we go. October. That's a number. 2nd, <laughs> 6, 7, seven. 10, 10, 11, no. 13, nope. 14, no. 16, that's a 18, number. 20, no. 21, Maybe. 23, mm. 25, yeah. uh-huh. 27, 28, yeah. 30, 31. You know what? One of those. Yeah. It's I, definitely one it, of those. It's definitely, definitely one, of, one those. of those. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I want to say it's in October. Well, <laughs> well, let us know, and so that way we could post something. That way, in case any of the listeners are heading down there, they can stop by and say hello to you, because I'm assuming you're going to dress as Pocketeers Man. Yes. Pocketeers yeah. Man. Awesome. All pocketeered out. Pocketeer shirt yeah. and maybe a handkerchief across your eyeballs. And you can't dress up. Can I? Uh, are we allowed to paint our skin at Disneyland? Uh, you know what? That's a great question. I, I like do not know the answer to that. My skin in that pocketeer is blue. That would be amazing. Yeah, dude, I totally <laughs> want to see that happen. I don't know the answer to that. That's a great question because I know you're not allowed to dress up as an adult. Uh, Thirteen and under is the so I, cutoff. I, I just made it. <laughs> like you just made it. Like you just got past it. So you know. <laughs> Uh, the beard might be questionable. Should I but, shave it you know, just for this day? You should shave it all and then just grow it back the next day. I mean, because it does grow back in a day. So Yeah, so just shave it all off. Mm-hmm. Uh, that way you can pass as a child. Yeah. And then just grow it all back the next day. Okay. It'll work out. Yeah. It'll work out. I, I, I could see that happen. Because I know that if we press on your head really hard, it's mm-hmm. like Play-Doh that just kind of comes yes. out of your face. Yes. So it's good. Mm-hmm. I just I like got to will it. Isn't there a Family Guy episode where he does that? Where he Is like there? he shaves off his head and he like holds his nose and like blows it something and like his hair pops out. I think Sounds familiar. I think you're thinking about SpongeBob. No, it There's sounds an, like a Family Guy episode. I think in the in the SpongeBob movie they were making fun of them not having real mustaches and he's like, "That's not a mustache." He goes, mm, and a mustache comes out of him. I remember that SpongeBob episode, but I want to say that I saw that on Family Guy first. Oh, okay. I don't know. I, mean, I could be wrong. But yeah, so uh, tickets start at $79, and the tickets what? range in price. Uh, it depends on the day of the week and how close you are to Halloween. Yeah, I've seen them. I don't know if they're more than $99 a piece, but I think it ranges from $79 to $99 per ticket. Wow. And just like regular tickets, three and up, you know, requires the tickets to get in. Children are the only ones that are allowed to dress up, just like um, their regular nice? policy. And uh Yeah. Take some pictures. Have fun. Let what us know when it's actually going to be. So what are you saying? I can't be Bocketeer Man? Well, that's going to be a good question. I want to call and ask them about the face painting thing because mm-hmm. I know you can't wear a mask and I know you can't have like a full costume on, but I haven't seen anything on there about face painting. Yeah. I so mean, because toy guns are definitely out. Yeah. Since, any type of since, uh, gun. You know, 
Yes, because Pocketeer Man carries a gun. (laughs) He might carry one of Buzz's like space guns or something. And because this is a topic that's really going to happen if you get approval from (laughs) Disneyland. You don't know. You know he could be Pocketeer's man space ranger. Exactly. And Mario, stop making sense. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, didn't Javier have a two minute penalty? Is that over yet? It's over, yeah. Oh, Oh, okay. Well that's good. That's good. I I I can talk now. Yeah, yeah, totally. totally. Thanks, man. So Rogue One trailer with Darth Vader, guys. Yes. Did you watch it, Mario? I've seen the Rogue One trailer. So there was a second trailer that dropped that gave us a small glimpse at the fact that Darth Vader is going to be in Rogue One. Spoiler alert. What kind of glimpse? Like Like, literally? Literally like a second. Like if you blink, (laughs) you might have missed it. Like you see him in like a second of the trailer. Yeah. And yes. You know what? It's funny when you watch trailers. I always wonder: should we say spoiler alert because people haven't seen the trailer? But it's not really the movie. No, it's a trailer. It's, it's not, a trailer, it's right? It's not our fault that they haven't watched it. Well, and it's just a trailer. True. It's also not our fault that they haven't watched the movie yet. Doesn't mean we can tell the story. <laughs> well, the movie isn't out yet. Yeah. I just mean in general. <laughs> but the trailer is free. It's it's on YouTube. You can watch it anytime you want. You know. Well, we'll throw a link up to it. We'll we'll put it in the blog post again, podcasters.com slash one fourteen. And no joke, Mario, it's literally a second of Darth Vader. So you go through the entire the entire trailer and you hear the breathing uh-huh. and you don't even see his face. Like you see the back of him, like with him looking at like this red lit up map or something of the of the galaxy. Yeah, it looks hmm. like he's peeing in a really fancy bathroom. Is that what it looked like to you? To, it, me. to me, it looked like he was looking at the TARDIS or something. The he was Tardis? looking at Gallifrey and writing lit up in red. All right. Both your descriptions don't make me want to watch this trailer like at all. It was exciting because it shows that at least Darth Vader is going to be a part of it. I don't even know if he's going to be a major part of the movie. It doesn't seem like he's going to be, but it, it's a good tie-in because... We've talked about before that the movie falls in between uh, episode three and episode four. Mm-hmm. So this is after Anakin has already become Darth Vader, and it's right before the rebels form an alliance against the Empire. So this is kind of the beginning of it. I I like it a little bit more. I'm a little bit more excited about the movie at this point because watching this one, there's a scene where Jin is carrying something uh, across the beach it's as like they're getting one blasted of those at. old school recorders yeah it does but apparently the speculation is that she's carrying the plans for the death star Mm -hmm. and you know Mm. she's trying to get it to the rebel alliance so that they know how to defeat it because in episode four they don't explain how they get the plans to figure out how to destroy it apparently this is kind of the story of how that happens apparently they don't know about zip drives or anything like that right yeah you have know, to so, carry this massive thing. Yeah. That's because so that much. is really old technology by this time. <laughs> Maybe that is a zip drive that holds <laughs> so much more data. I mean, we're seeing smaller USB drives. Yeah. They're carrying around an entire, you know, yeah. player. It's like, it's like a small briefcase. It's Yeah, exactly. It's, it's small bricks. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like, in the movie itself, at the very end of Rogue One, I wanted to end with a split second of Darth Vader just going... And, it, the and then that's ends. it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so they like gave you, they gave you his appearance all you get. <laughs> <laughs> it's the after credit thing. <laughs> that would be funny. And then the music comes out and the credits are like, no, what about Darth Vader? <laughs> I've never heard that song in any Star Wars movie. I got to admit that. Isn't that Star Wars? No, it doesn't sound <laughs> like Star Wars. It doesn't sound like anything. No. 
I mean, it sounded like some kind of circus thing. Like a vaudeville. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that. But yeah, uh, I don't know why, but Jen Ursel reminds me of like Jason Bourne. You know, the Who fact that, that she's... Oh, is that the main actress? Yeah, she's the one oh, okay. uh, like leading the whole thing. I oh, thought okay. you were about to ask who Jason Bourne was. No, no, no. Everybody knows Matt Damon. <laughs> is that where the crickets just go? Yeah, yeah. It's her right there. No, that's mean. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Jin Urso kind of reminds me of Jason Bourne, man. She's uh, like watching the first one and now watching the second trailer. She's totally awesome. Yeah, she you looks know? tough. She's definitely the center of this entire movie. And uh, that's why I don't think Darth Vader is going to be a big part of it. I think they're going to show him doing something mm -hmm. because, in all honesty, you kind of know how it turns out. I know. Huh? <laughs> like, there's no big surprises here. All the more reason to believe that she's going to end up being the spy here. The so double you think agent. She's going to be a, a rebel spy or an empire spy. Empire. Oh, I you like think this. so? Yes. That would be interesting. I like this. But then that still doesn't explain how they get the plans for the Death Star. If that is what was in her hands. Or she's trying to True. steal it back for Darth Vader. True. Mm -hmm. Well, there, uh, there's a lot of speculation about what she's actually carrying. And like you said. It could be you know, a makeup be interesting. kit. It could be a makeup kit. <laughs> She's like, this is my makeup kit. I'm going to go put a video up on YouTube. <laughs> I'm going to download this YouTube. <laughs> all of YouTube? All of YouTube. Yeah, little briefcase? Yeah, oh, so the briefcase has all of YouTube yes. on there. Gotcha. 800 million videos. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can I tell you, though, that I almost feel that one of my favorite characters in this movie is going to be K2SO. The, oh. The Older, totally. newer C-3PO. Uh, is he newer or older? Uh, Technically older, older, right? Because yeah. he's before. So, mm -hmm. yeah, K2SO uh, seems to be a repurposed uh, robot from the Empire mm -hmm. in some way. But uh, I like him. And I like one line that he says in the trailer. Like, Jin comes on board and he's, he looks at her and he's like, the captain says you're a friend. I will not kill you. <laughs> so I really like that. He kind of reminds That's nice me. nice of him. Right? He's <laughs> like real snarky. He's like real snarky. Uh, remember in, in Guardians how Rocket was? Yeah. I almost feel like he's going to be like Rocket. Interesting. Like he's just real snarky. Like he doesn't. Mm. And by the way, is the it required? the the movie? Or yeah. What? Like he'll be kind of the humorous part of the mm. movie. But is it required that robots talk in a British accent? <laughs> not that I'm against I it. I think this whole movie is going to be in a British accent. You think so? Yeah. Have you not caught all the accent and the way they speak? It's not American. I don't think it's everybody that has a British accent. No, it's just I don't know. Like these big high-profile robots. Like Jarvis is British too. Like Tony Stark's not British, and yet Jarvis is. Oh, I see your point. Yeah. You see what I mean? Like BB-8 has a British accent. <laughs> All those beeps are uh -huh. Brit They're British totally accent. Good. They're English. So does R2-D2. Exactly. <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> or C-3PO. C-3PO sounds like he's British. Yeah. So is. apparently all the programming for robots was done it's by a British person. Android. Nice. Mm. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, we'll put a link up to the trailer for this one. Again, Darth Vader is not in there very long. But 
at, at the end of the trailer, you get just a brief glimpse of him reading some Gallifreyan writing as he's in the bathroom, apparently. <laughs> and uh, if, if you're excited about that, then, you know, check it out. It was really cool. Well, they have to have some sort of uh, reading things as you're in a restroom. Why not Gallifreyan? True, true. Yeah, it's a nice reading material. Yeah, I get it. I mean, <laughs> if there's not a magazine, you know, might as well put it on the wall. Yeah, put it on the wall. Don't ever write for a Star Wars movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, speaking of Star Wars... Uh, This last week, I read an article about this new patent that Disney had filed, and it was a patent called Audience Interaction Projection System. It sounds mysterious, right? Fancy for what? Ooh, sounds sounds mysterious. It is fancy talk for, we got lightsabers coming. For the audience? How do you figure? So, for the audience. Well, I don't know yet. That's kind of the interesting thing. I mean, it's in the title. Yeah, it is in the title, but I'm starting to think this through, Seems and I'm wondering dangerous. how, yeah, exactly, how <laughs> you're going to prevent people from smacking each other mm-hmm. on top of the head. The description that was actually a part of it says, an entertainment environment has a user with a full lightsaber that interacts with a drone flying through the air or operated with hidden rods to appear as if it is flying through the air. The full lightsaber has LEDs attached thereto to provide IR light to the drone. As an LED is turned on, an invisible light sensor built into the drone captures an image of the field of view with a bright spot at the position of the activated LED. A visible light source built into the drone then projects light through particular matter toward the full lightsaber. As a result, the user is provided with the illusion that the full lightsaber has deflected a laser beam. Multiple LEDs can be activated in sequence at various times to give user the impression that the movement by the users of the full lightsaber is deflecting multiple laser beams. So when are you going to tell me what this is? Because <laughs> yeah, this is... So there was, was a, a lot, lot of technical... mumbo-jumbo jargon right there. There was a lot of technical stuff in there. So what they're trying to tell you is that they will have basically these fake lightsabers that people will be able to hold. There's going to be drones flying around. Most laser beams cannot be seen unless there's something like fog there's in order for you yeah. to see them because mm-hmm. they're, that's the way... Well, the light it, to bounce off. Yeah. The light refracts, right? Yeah. Exactly. So these will shoot a laser at you. These drones will shoot lasers at you and you will use the lightsabers to bat them back hmm. just like they do in the movies. Yeah. Which I think is really cool. Not for the audience. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll get into that because you mentioned the dangerous part. I don't remember what episode we talked about it in, but we had talked about drones and how Disneyland has been testing the technology and they file patents to use drones for puppets mm-hmm. in the future. Maybe this is kind of part of that, where not only are they using it for puppets, but maybe we're going to start seeing these as part of a parade or maybe even the fireworks show. See, that I would like. It would be a really cool addition, especially considering that at Walt Disney World, they already have the Star Wars Light Spectacular fireworks show. So imagine if they added fog and drones where as part of the fireworks show, you're shooting back laser beams at the drones. Now, you mentioned a little bit ago how dangerous that would be. I think it would be because if all these people are trying to hit light beams back at drones at the same time, they're going to start hitting each other on top of the head. Right. If they miss, especially kids, they Uh don't have aim or anything, and some adults don't care. So they'll just start, oh, I was trying to hit the laser beam. Sorry, (laughs) I hit you in the face. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't think it's going to be an interaction thing as part of a fireworks show. So it might be the cast Maybe not even the cast. What I'm thinking they might do is in Tomorrowland, in the Tomorrowland Terrace, they have like the Star Wars Academy. Yeah. Right? But they do that during the day with the kids. 
what if they built that into the Star Wars Academy, but for adults at night or even for kids where they have like a night version with the fog and everything. They bring the lights down and you're deflecting these laser beams. That way you keep other people safe and you're not, you know, randomly hitting people Mm -hmm. on top of the head. I mean, it's an interesting thought, but it just seems like it's kind of a lot to go through to limit it to the amount of people that can use it. Well, it makes it more uh, desirable at that point because not everybody's getting a chance to use it. I mean, I, I get that, but at the same time, it's like, like let's say Jedi Training Academy, right? You still only have like five people that are doing it. True. Like they pick five people to like participate in this and then the show's over. Then it comes back like later in the day. It's just, I, I feel like it's way too much to just have it limited to that kind of quantity of people per show. True. I mean, I, I think I read a second article about it where they mentioned that maybe it's a new toy that's coming out and it, somehow mm. it works in your backyard. But it just they even said it seems like it's too cool of a technology to make it a toy. Like you would want to <laughs> see this on a larger scale, right. you know, as part of a right. battle and It'll not be like a some two hundred dollar toy. It it could be pretty expensive. I mean, I don't think so. I think they can make it for maybe 50 bucks. Like, mm-hmm. laser tag things are, like, around $50. And mm-hmm. this is essentially laser tag. That's what it is. Except that the difference is, because of the LEDs and because of the way that the IR sensors are going to work, you're actually going to see light go backwards. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the one difference with, like, laser tag. You actually don't see off. that. It has to bounce off something. Right. So. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I figure that with Star Wars Land opening, they could just have a show. You know, they could have their own, like, Fantasmic-like show or maybe a stage show where they use this technology. But the fact that in the actual title, like Javier says, audience interaction, mm-hmm. it would be kind of sad to not have the audience react to it. I just, I, honestly, this sounds like it's going to be more of an attraction, like a ride. Hmm. How about like Paint the Night where everyone's just har- carrying their own maybe tiny version of a lightsaber instead of a full size? Well, there's two things wrong with that. One, Paint the Night's going away. And I would love to see it come back as like just the summer parade. Right. And if they just made it like a summer thing where they don't have to worry about rain and all that stuff, that would be great. If they could integrate it, that would be awesome. But the remember that the paint the light wands and the brushes were all supposed to interact with paint the night and it just it never worked no i think my point was just the size for the audience if they're watching a show if they're if the lightsaber is only like 12 inches tall for example so the lightsabers would change in color no just they would, in accordance to what's if, happening no if the, if if a laser shot into the audience my 12 inch lightsaber would I think be you're able thinking to about a star wars theme parade Got it. That would be interesting. Yes, thank you. That's the original thought, right? That would be interesting. I don't know. I mean, obviously, technologically, anything can be possible. You know, we've seen phones and cameras and everything get smaller and smaller over time. I wouldn't say it's impossible to do it, but Mm -hmm. it would just depend. I I still think that people with a 12-inch lightsaber would still want to swing it and poke (laughs) people in the eye. Well, people behaved with with a paintbrush, though. Kinda. Well, the paintbrush isn't a menacing item. That's the thing. Like, if you <laughs> have a paintbrush, it's still a stick, though. True, but I mean, you see the lightsabers that kids purchase. They're swinging it around mm. and they hit people as they're walking around. I mean, look, Hazen has some of them on display right there. You see? Yes. I mean, I want you to look at the difference between the point on the brush that was meant to change the color of the float. Right. The majority of it is your handle. If you're dealing with a lightsaber, the majority of it will be the saber part. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the selfie stick all over again. 
<laughs> it, it is. It can be. And it, it can pose a real big problem where I think it will somehow they'll find a way to turn it into a weapon, you know, mm-hmm. and then you won't even be able to do that because that's the main thing with the lightsabers. Like if you go build a lightsaber, the one thing that they tell you is don't take it out because it can be considered a weapon. Mm. And then you walk out of the store and yeah. everybody takes it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's all these kids swinging their lightsabers <laughs> around Tomorrowland and beyond. So I think the only other cool thing about what this can turn into is whether or not they can physically make a hilt that will project a beam of light. Because right now all they have are the plastic, you know, items that mm-hmm. glow. You know, they have the more expensive version of the lightsaber that I think is like $200. That looks pretty awesome, by the way. Mm. But, like, when you build these, you still have a plastic part that lights up in whatever color you have. Red, blue, purple, green, whatever. But if they find a way to actually make a piece of light come out of a hilt, that would be awesome. Well, you see, that's where I thought the whole idea of the... I guess the best way we could describe it, and we don't know what it would look like. It's just kind of like this this, uh, misty environment, you know? Where you kind of have all this mist that's going to make all of these beams look mm-hmm. like they're coming out of things. Like right. lasers coming out of androids. I thought it would be the same thing to achieve the lightsaber coming out of the actual like like handle. I don't think that it was going to be like a lightsaber like the ones they're selling now. The ones with like the actual glass and stuff like that. I actually thought it was going to be a projection on the lightsaber you're holding as well too. But of course that could be dangerous because we all see what happened with like Wii remotes. People couldn't right. hold them, and they flew out of people's hands. And <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. In some way or another, they're going to be dangerous. But, I mean, any toy in people's hands can be dangerous, you know, if they can't hold on to it. Even the wands. That's why you had cast members constantly telling people to wrap the strap around their wrist right. so that the little paintbrushes or the magic wands wouldn't go flying and hit Hazen in the face, random child. <laughs> Are you talking about your own kid? No. <laughs> you're, you're watching the parade. One day, and a kid was waving the little paintbrush, right. and they let go of it, and it smacked me in the face. Yeah, so I'm thinking that was intentional, Mario. I think so too. He's like, I don't oh, think so. A monster. Yeah. <laughs> it's Harold. We were really near the Matterhorn. The kid just got off the Matterhorn. Was like, we were oh. close to the Matterhorn when it happened. So yeah, maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. Who knows? So it'll be interesting. The only other thing that I found interesting was that they actually filed this patent eight months before they announced Star Wars Land. Oh, wow. So, so this was a technology that was already in talks, hmm. which makes it a little interesting to me. So obviously they knew that something like this was coming. Right. But when uh, they reached out to a Disney representative, they just said that they're continuously adding patents and they file hundreds of different ones, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to make it into the park. Right, right. And that's true. You know, we've seen a lot of cool technology and articles that just either hasn't made it or will never see. Yeah. Shanghai has some of the coolest technology so far. But, I mean, the stuff that they're coming up with over there is, like, really impressive. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm hoping that they bring some of the tech from Shanghai over to Star Wars Land and, ultimately, I guess, what's becoming Pirates. Land? Pirates. Yeah, Pirates. I yeah. Know. yeah, and Pirates. Oh, you know what's funny? <laughs> right now that you mentioned Pirates, uh, it goes along with this whole, like, projection technology and all this lighting stuff that's happening. There's this rumor that's actually going around about Fantasmic when it comes back in the summer of 2017. And, you know, take it for what it's worth. You know, I we don't really like to dispel rumors because half mm-hmm. the time they're true, half the time they're right. not, unless mm-hmm. Disney says it's true. You know, that's when we, we announce it. But I thought this was interesting that there's talks about replacing the Peter Pan segment in Fantasmic with a what? Pirates of the Caribbean scene. Oh. oh, that's definitely an upgrade. I was about to get mad, but if it's Pirates, 
Heck yeah. It would be an upgrade because there hasn't been a significant change to Phantasmic since it originally opened up. Now, what I like about this rumor, and I'm kind of hoping that it's true, actually, right. is that using the projection technology that they've developed for things like the Disneyland Forever fireworks show where you see, um, you know, the Matterhorn become Mount Wanahakalugi or uh, all of Main Street light up and the buildings dance yeah. and everything – Using the same type of production technology, they're going to turn the sailing ship Columbia into the Black Pearl. Yes. So as it's mm, kind of take sailing, my money. as it's sailing down the rivers of America, it's gonna turn into the Pearl. That's not the coolest part, though. I need because this we kind now. of saw we've seen this already. The coolest part is that it's supposed to actually track some of the actors. And the pirates will turn into the skulls and skeletons yes. like they do in what? the movie before yes. turning back into pirates. And I thought that if they can make that happen, that's going to be such a huge upgrade to Fantasmic. I hope this rumor is actually true. God, yes. Oh, that's weird. Dude, Mario, don't be mad. And use it in the pirate ride. <laughs> You're just... Stop you just... trying to change Dude. Pirates of the Caribbean. Imagine... All the characters turning into skeletons. I as will well. not. Oh my god! Well, they use come it they, on. again in Shanghai. <laughs> they already <laughs> use it in one of the scenes because as you're going into the ride, one of the mm. first things that you see happen is Jack Sparrow turn. That's into what one I of was thinking about, and that's how I know that they would be able to like pull this off because we saw that during that video like run through. Remember? Uh, I do, but barely remember the 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 change. But yeah. How could you barely remember that? It was like one of the most impressive. He doesn't remember what he ate five minutes ago, dude. What did I have? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, I remember. Chilaquiles. Yeah. Thanks, man. That was delish. Of course. But yeah, we've seen it in Shanghai already. We've seen it as part of the Pirates, right? Wait, give me credit, bro. I remember what I had for breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Praise me for that. Come on. Let's let's not gloss over it. Congratulations, Javier, for remembering something that happened five minutes ago. That was amazing. (laughs) Thanks, guys. (laughs) Well, technically, it's probably like 45 minutes ago. So now I will praise you. Yeah, so it is impressive. So yes, uh, let's bring it into the right as well. Thank you. Sorry, Mario. No. Yeah, dude. Leave pirates alone. No. It's time for a mini upgrade. And no. it's minor. I don't know, man. Just bring technology. You know where the, you know where the only place that I would want to see a little bit more of this? Mm-hmm. And I hate the to mansion. say it. The mansion. I knew it. And the yeah. mansion. Hmm. The mansion, as much as I love it the way that it is, mm-hmm. I think that it could severely benefit from some of these upgraded uh, and it's pieces perfect. of technology. It's perfect. It's a... It's a dark ride. It is. So you can pull it off really simply. One of the biggest things that they can make happen with this type of tech is Constance. Like the projection of Constance's face is so weird looking and Mm -hmm. flat. It just doesn't look all that good. Yeah. Technology has grown so much that I think it's probably time for her to get an upgrade too. And it it was great when they added the face projection from the black face that was there before. Like it just looked like real spooky. Mm -hmm. But considering the type of projections that we see now, like with Elsa or Anna, like in the Frozen ride yes. in, in, in um, Shanghai, in Epcot. Oh, in Epcot. In Epcot, right. yeah. yeah. I, can, I think they could do that with Constance, and they can somehow make her look gruesome, kind of like the changing portraits uh, when you're first getting onto the ride. That'd be so good. Uh, I would love to see those types of upgrades. 
pirates, I get it, but I kind of like pirates the way that it is. I, I know mm. it seems weird Dude. for me to say that I want to upgrade the mansion, but I don't want to upgrade pirates. The yeah. only reason that even makes sense to me is because we know that we've already seen an upgrade to the mansion post-Disney Renaissance. So Constance wasn't part of the original ride, so just the fact that they kind of integrated all of those things right later, it makes more sense. I don't see, other than Captain Jack Sparrow... I don't really see any other changes to the Pirates of the Caribbean, and that just became animatronics. So it's something that's always had. Well, they did add Davy Jones. They did add and the Blackbeard, I guess, and Blackbeard. Oh, so yeah, Blackbeard. they are both part of the ride, technically, which is also a projection. But mm-hmm. I don't so know. What's what? a little more? Come on. <laughs> I think you know what, <laughs> dude. It's is? gonna make you cry that it's gonna be so freaking good. Leave so, me alone. You so, know. It. So let me ask you a question because I gave you a specific example. Mm-hmm. where I think the mansion could benefit from this type of technology. You keep pushing change pirates. Mm-hmm. What would you add to pirates? Because without changing the entire ride, what would you change? Uh, really, the only thing that, that really got me excited was the the projection of the human actors turning into skeletons, correct? Mm-hmm. That's what I want for these animatronics. But where would you add that? That's my question. Because I, I was able to give you a specific point in the mansion where it makes sense to mm-hmm. do that. Where does it make sense to you in mm-hmm. the Pirates of the Caribbean ride? There's really only one character, right, on the ship when you when you first enter and they're shooting each other. The 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 battle? Uh-huh, at the okay. battle. There's only we're, one character, We're right? Barbosa's there. Barbosa. Yeah. Okay. Because then it's... Take me to the ride. Because, no, there really isn't a that's, spot. And that's the thing. That there really isn't. Unless At least you not change a battle. the entire ride, mm-hmm. there isn't really much you can do because the wenches don't change no. into skeletons. The pirates right. that are, you know, trying to buy them aren't changing. And then, like, when the city's already, like, pillaged and plundered, they're already, like, drunk. Yeah, they're So it doesn't already. really make sense. So it's got its own storyline that I think flows really well from the very beginning. The only uh, okay, actually, I do know one spot. As you go down the second waterfall and you're turning and you see like the skull on the side, mm-hmm. you see the the beach scene. Yeah, there's the one scene of the skeleton that's driving, driving the broken steering, ship, yep. like steering the broken ship. Mm-hmm. Maybe if it was a pirate and when the lightning hit, it turned into a skeleton mm-hmm. versus the real pirate. Maybe that would be the only spot where I would want to use that type of technology. I'm still be- thinking. Go ahead. Because right now, as it stands, it's a pretty cool illusion that you kind of see the shadow right. of the skeleton driving the it's ghost beautiful. ship. But if it got integrated, that would be maybe the only spot where it was lit up and then you kind of saw a pirate steering. And then as the lightning hit and it went dark, you would see the projection of the skeleton. My only concern with doing something like that is that that type of effect isn't practical and that type of effect can break and can cause issues, which would mean that when the lightning hit, if that projection went out, you wouldn't see the skeleton anymore. All you would see is like an animatronic of a pirate. And the way that it's set up now is completely practical. You can tell what it is in the dark. You can tell what it is in the light. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, So build something that won't break. Easy. Moving on. It's technology, man. It's bound to break. <laughs> I, I I still like the 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 battle scene. If maybe they add a couple more animatronics on the ship or something, because uh, right now it's just the the one dude. If they had yeah, maybe it's add just a couple more right now. And again, maybe lightning strikes and they're yeah. flashing and whatever. You know, if they did add anything to that one, it might be a little difficult to do because there isn't a lot of depth. 
uh, in that ride. I think it's only a couple of feet worth of water. But Mario it, got excited because he thought you said Johnny Depp. No, depth of water. <laughs> <laughs> he did. His eyes lit up. Yeah, like, Ooh, what, Johnny? What depth? Yeah, I heard depth. <laughs> The only thing that I could actually see them adding to that is, remember the scene, I forgot which one it's in, it's either in two or three, where the skulls are like emerging from the water, like the skeleton pirates are emerging from the water. Mm -hmm. Uh, If they added something like that, where as you're in the boat, like they would pop out and you're seeing like an army of pirate skeletons like come towards the boat. Right. It could change the dynamic of the entire ride though, because right now it's this kind of serene, like even the the battle scene doesn't seem like it's all that threatening. Right. It just seems like, oh, cool. Completely like agree with you, yeah. You know, there's nothing threatening about yeah. it. That would make it threatening. Mario's getting mad. I he, am. Because he thinks it's perfect. I Yes. <laughs> all right, Mario, as the resident Pirates of the Caribbean ride lover, what would you change? I wouldn't change anything about it. That was the whole point. This guy over here pretending he's president of Disneyland, <laughs> making decisions easily, just get rid of this part and add a new part. Leave it alone. <laughs> Come on. I think I think change is good sometimes, man. Well, look. Yeah, it is. Just not in this situation. Okay. But I will admit, the technology that is being rumored for Fantasmic, I guess I can get on board with. Like, I don't like the fact that they would remove the, the Peter Pan part because I kind of feel Fantasmic kind of revolves around kind of like the classic Disney movies. Uh-huh. So I don't know if that makes too much sense to me to do something like that. But for the sake of the technology, it would be like visually impressive. Hmm. Well, it's time for Fantasmic 2.0. It's it's getting outdated. You could tell it's outdated now. Look, as president of Imagineering, <laughs> let me tell you what we're going to be doing. Well, as president of Disney, apparently, <laughs> I, I will approve. And you're president of president of the Johnny Depp <laughs> <laughs> fan club. Why did I show up today? <laughs> Why am I getting picked on? <laughs> You're not. We love You're not you. Well, we love of. you. <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> what a very split decision. Look, I'm glad room. you said it, okay? Because I'm not allowed to because yeah. I'm his brother. Yeah, you guys are blood. So. I'm, not, I'm not allowed to. Mm-hmm. I kind of love you, man. Kind of. He didn't bring beer today. So that's, that's true. Oh, that's we're, why. We're, we're kind of better right now. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, so I'm looking forward to it. I hope the rumor turns out to be true. Uh, Again, I normally don't get excited about too many rumors. And, you know, to all rumors, there's some kind of truth. I will say that because rumors start from people that work on on specific projects. And obviously, that's where they get leaked. I think it's probably the only reason we talk about it because there's a little bit of truth. There's an inkling of truth sometimes. But you never know what's actually coming until Disney officially announces it. It's cool to speculate. Mm -hmm. And like I said, this one I kind of hope is really true because using that tech for Fantasmic would really plus it. And I hope that the that the Peter Pan scene is not the only thing that they change. Like I love Fantasmic, but it's time to change it. Mm. You know, bring bring some new stuff into it. Yeah. So. I would actually like them to bring some of that tech over to DCA because DCA needs help. <laughs> needs something. <laughs> it needs something. <laughs> so with this whole Marvel Land thing coming and the mm. you know redesign of Tower into Guardians of the Galaxy, maybe we'll see some of it. I mean, we kind of see some projection stuff with World of Color, but we don't have a lot. You know, we definitely need some something big and some kind of major. Like the only parade that they have there is the Play Parade. I don't so even know what that is. It's the Pixar play parade. It's just the parade oh. with a bunch of Pixar characters. Oh, that's boring. So, 
having you know something different there would obviously be great hmm. how's the attendance like are people even say, going i would say it's better than it used to be uh, because there's there's more stuff to do i mean it's obviously not like i mean we talked about this last week you mm-hmm. know with the at the time they were trying to bring people in with the main street electrical parade because there really wasn't anything there and now with world of color and some of the enhancements that they've done with buena vista frozen and all this other stuff there's more people there but it's not like disneyland numbers so what about this thing that they're trying to introduce like almost like a a la carte thing with just uh california adventure the where you can pass. buy an annual pass just for that you know what it's, it's kind of a weird move in my opinion i think it's genius i i don't know it seems like a really weird test for them to do because there's not a lot there to justify having a pass for just california adventure well, what if it's affordable is the thing what if it's I don't know like three four hundred dollars for the whole season and you go there so you're going to you know California Adventure but this since you don't have an annual pass to Disneyland this will, might make you think you know what let's pay the hundred dollars a ticket to go to Disneyland I think it's a win win you really think they would charge that little for the pass though dude it's California Adventure <clears throat> I kind of do really yeah I feel like it's gonna be somewhere between three fifty to five hundred dollars. Like that, yeah. and the only reason that I that I feel that that's going to be the price range is because I think as of now they haven't announced what the official price. Yeah, is. Yeah, I don't think there's a price. They've only said that they're going to carry it at Costco. Yeah, like is it exclusive though? It's exclusive to uh, Costco. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. You can't even buy it at the park. Like you have to get it at a Costco. Right. But they haven't announced a price, and I feel that it's going to be somewhere between three fifty to five hundred. If it's any more, I don't even think it's worth it. Well, they give you the option to upgrade it to a signature or a signature plus. So you can pay the difference and you can probably do the monthly payments to continue, you know, paying it off, but it just seems like a weird test because you can DCA feels like one of those parks that you can totally do in a day. Like sometimes you go to Disneyland and you almost feel like you have to go a couple times that week just to kind of experience everything the way that you want to, whether it's the shows, whether it's the rides and the benefit of California Adventure, obviously, for adults, or a lot of adults, especially in, in Orange County, the area, is that they have alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people that only go, that have a pass and only go to California Adventure because of things like the Food and Wine Festival and because of things like, you know, having Cove Bar there and having drinks and stuff. So if it, they only go there, I think it's totally beneficial for them. Then. For those people, it might be, but... They announced that this pass is also going to have blackout dates. It's what? not going to be available. Oh, come on. It's not going to be available the whole year. No, that's and not fair. I don't remember the exact dates. I'll find the dates and I'll put them in the blog post for the episode, podcasters.com slash 114. But from what I remember, it's most weekends, like mm. from oh, wow. May through the end of summer, that are not available. Wow. Just like the lowest tier Disneyland pass. Yeah. So if that's the case, how does it benefit you? No. You see no, what I mean? No, they, they ruined it. If it's blacked out for I, that many days. I could be wrong. I don't, re- like I said, I don't remember, but it seemed like it was like between May and the end of summer that mm. they were blacking out most of the weekends. And that's when I feel most people would go. Unless you're so local that within like a five or 10 minute right. drive, you can just go have a drink or dinner or something right. in the middle of the week. It doesn't make yeah, sense. No, it has to be just for locals. Then because- yeah, th- that's like interesting because with me, it was like, okay, it has to be at least half the price if it's going to be like a year round thing. 
and you could just like combine it and make it the premium pass. 500, 520 easily just because the pass is at like the thousand bucks for both parks right. now. But if it has blackout dates, I could see this being dropped to a ridiculously low price. But even that kind of sells itself if you think about it. You're looking at like a dollar a day to go to California Adventure. And that's why I think like on the low end, it's going to be like 350 Yeah, it like, sounds about right. It seems like a, a good price to me. But I I can also see them charging about half the price of the of the pass now, which would be around five hundred just to go to one park. But to not go all year though? Exactly. To not go all year and to have a smaller park with less experiences than Disneyland does, it just it seems like a really weird market test. Mm. But you know, there's obviously something bigger coming because they when they run these types of tests is because they're trying to test the waters for something bigger. And I hope that the something bigger isn't, oh well let's raise the price on the pass again another two hundred dollars. <laughs> right. So, so it'll be interesting. Uh, you know, we'll keep tabs on it and we'll try to, you know, talk about what ends up happening. It, but it only makes me question, is there any chance that if you, they offer only California Adventure, will they bring down the price for only Disneyland? No. I doubt that. I think that for Disneyland, they will always sell the joint pass. I don't think that's ever going to become an only Disney, only mm-hmm. California Adventure. Right. Because think of... Just just reverse what we just talked about. How many people would only buy a Disneyland pass because exactly. there isn't enough at California Adventure? And I mean, now the more I kind of focus on it, it seems more like a tactic to kind of start balancing out the attendances in the park. It could be. I mean, think about it. If this pass comes with blackout dates, right? Like, let's say Christmas, for example. Mm-hmm. Christmas gets really packed at Disneyland. But if they know it's going to be packed and then you have these guests that are only California Adventure, like annual pass holders, they're like, okay, let's just go to like DCA instead. But mm-hmm. I see your argument, but when you think about the people that are going to Disneyland during Christmas, most of those people are already annual pass holders that can jump to DCA at any time. True. So, like, even but, that argument kind of doesn't make sense to me. But my question to you is, do they actually go jump to California Adventure? We've and done I, it plenty of times. But Just because of the park's at capacity. But I don't think it, enough people do it, though. True, but... Even if the option was there, it's not going to change their their take on it. Because if you have the option of going to Disneyland, for the most part, you're going to take it over going to California Adventure. Unless you're specifically going, you know, for like drinking or dinner or whatever the case is, like most people do. And if all you have is a DCA pass, why even go? Like, I get it. Yeah, there's Disney magic and everything, but... I'm telling you, it just seems like a really weird test to do. That's yeah, interesting. I, I'm just guessing there's a market for some people that need just California Adventure tickets. I mean, maybe things are coming that are just going to make it a little bit more attainable, you know? Maybe. It's just hard to see what's going to open in the time frame. like Because the pass requires you... It, it's just like a regular annual pass. like It works one year from the day that you first start using it. But the rule for this one is you have to activate it before December 1st, 2016. This so you year. Can't, this year, hmm. yeah. So you can't bank it and say, like, oh, I'm going to wait till Star Wars Land opens or whatever. They keep putting limits on this thing. Right. So I'm not liking this at all. So technically, you have between December 1st of this year and December of 2017 to use this, like, DCA-only right. pass. I'm telling you, it just it seems like an odd market test. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. So we'll post a lot more of the info you know, when we find it. So far, that's the only thing that we know. We don't know the exact pricing, but if... 
by the time that this episode goes up, if that pricing has come out, we'll put it in the blog post for the episode. And let us know what you guys think. Are you guys just Disneyland, just DCA? Would you actually get a DCA only pass if let's say it was somewhere between $350 to $500? If not, what price point is worth it for you to only go to California Adventure considering what's there now? 400 Is that what, what it would be for you? I think 400 is fair. For a pass that has blackout dates? No, too? no. If we're adding blackouts... I'm talking about this one because it has blackout dates. No. See, I need to know what are what days are the blackouts. And if it's mostly weekends, no. 250 Okay. Ooh, I like his price now. <laughs> All right. Well, let us know what you guys think. We'd love to hear what your take is on it because, it, like I said, it just seems like a weird test. Yep. Agreed. So. All right, well, let's switch track a little bit here uh, and talk about something else that I think was pretty magical or is, um, I guess. This mm-hmm. last Friday, a new movie came out called Kubo and the Two Strings. Yep. And Kubo and the Two Strings is Leica Studios' new feature film. Leica is the studio that brought us Coraline and uh, the Box Trolls and Paranorman. All really great movies. They're all stop motion. And... I'm going to make a statement right now that I don't know if a lot of people are going to agree with, but the reason I'm coming to the conclusion is because of a a couple of recent featurettes that I saw of how the studio is putting this together. Mm-hmm. I almost feel that Leica is becoming the Pixar of stop motion. Ooh. And hmm. the reason I say that is because Disney obviously carved their mark in the animation world. They were able to make leaps and bounds in this, you know, animation 2D technology where they have become the front runner in that industry. Sure. Pixar did the exact same thing with 3D animation. And Leica has now been doing this for about 10 years. Coraline was their first animated film. Right. And the technology that they that they use to put these movies together has just gotten better and bigger with every single movie. Kubo is gearing up to be the largest film like that they've ever put together. And considering that every movie that they've done is stop motion, stop motion is not easy. No, definitely not. You know, it's so much more difficult than it's just, just moving doing... toys. Relax. It's easy. No, dude. Stop motion <laughs> is intensely difficult. You just need patience and toys. That's and time, it. yeah. <laughs> and And that's the thing that... I was watching these featurettes and like they had like 72 different sets. A lot of the characters were built by hand, including all of the like the clothing that they had to wear, like obviously in certain positions. You know, when you when you make a stop motion, let's say with Legos, Mm -hmm. there's not a lot that you have to worry about because Legos only move in certain directions. But when you're trying to put together a movie like Kubo with all this free-flowing uh, fabric from their clothes, they were talking about how they had little weights and wires to to keep the clothing and, and those articles in specific shape. In that shape, yeah. And one of the other things that they ended up doing was they 3D printed a lot of the actual uh, characters. Wow, really? Yeah. I mean, they've been 3D printing a lot of the stuff that they do. They're 
kind of one of the biggest companies that does it right now. And they have such great relationships with 3D printers and just kind of in that space that they were able to go to these other companies and say, hey, we don't know how to do this. Are you guys developing any type of technology that can help us pull this off? There's a couple of monsters and a couple of the villains in in the Kubo movie that uh, required, they were all 3D printed. One of them was an 18 foot tall puppet. What? Of a skeleton. Why would you need an 18-foot puppet when every character is, like, just a couple inches tall? Yeah, aren't they, like, five inches tall? They're not five inches. They're a little bit taller. But that was kind of what I asked myself. I mean, how far back was the camera to capture the 18-foot guy? It had to have been pretty far back. (laughs) Uh, That was the other thing. Like, I love the fact that they're using a Canon 5D Mark III to film this entire thing. Nope. No idea you know? what you're talking about. Yeah, same here. It's it's a DSLR camera. You know, just, just like, a regular just a DSLR camera. Wow. Like, I don't know what lens they were using, but they use a instead of using a film camera, they mm-hmm. use a Canon 5D Mark III. Hmm. I love that because they were talking about how a lot of the effects in the movie itself were done practically in camera. They didn't do a lot of like animation, adding effects at the end. Light effects and stuff like that were all done in camera. So, like what they did on um, Nightmare Before Christmas, basically. Yeah, and what's funny about that is that some of the people that work at Leica actually worked on Nightmare Before oh, Christmas. Oh, I mean, it makes sense, yeah. So, uh, I remember one of the people that they... I forgot his name, but one of the people that they interviewed in one of the featurettes that I saw, he talks about how back then when people would put together these stop-motion movies that you would get together for a project, you would complete it, and then everybody went off on their separate ways. And the cool thing about Leica is that they've developed this entire studio, this company, this culture of people that only work for Leica and only do these stop-motion movies. Mm. And that's why I really feel that they're kind of the Pixar of stop-motion technology. See, that makes sense just the way they explained it because, I mean, there's different kinds of animation, obviously. It's the traditional, the computer animated, and then the stop-motion stuff. This is like a very time-consuming thing, like you said, just making the movie alone, let alone studying it and then just improving it, like getting better and better at it as you go. It doesn't make sense for someone to go to like a studio that doesn't specialize in stop-motion animation and then convince yourself that this is like a career you're going to stay at with this studio right. because it's not something they always do. Right. But then you have someone like Leica who actually caters to stop-motion animation it just kind of makes more sense that they're like building this relationship and this team and like developing this family here because it's what you specialize in. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking of stop motion. If let's say, I don't know, a minute of film takes, let's say, about a week to create. What if the director didn't like it and be like, "No, let's just do another take." Do it again. You do it again. That's sick. That you do it again, and that's one of the problems with stop motion. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so difficult to accomplish. Right. But. Like I said, Leica has been doing it for so long. Like the CEO of Leica, his name is Travis Knight. He's been doing stop motion now for like 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming some of the people that work there have also been doing it for 20 or more years. And, you know, some of them, like I said, worked on Nightmare Before Christmas. So there's obviously a market for this type of movie. And I, I can't think of anybody else that's making it work as well as they are right now. Uh, speaking of Leica, like I was actually trying to find if they made this one movie. It's I don't know if uh, you guys heard of The Little Prince. No, I remember you mentioning it to me, but... Um... It's a Netflix original film, and it's 
all stop motion. Just, really? Yeah, just like Kubo and the Two Strings. It looks similar, actually. Like, the way it's designed in it. So now I'm wondering if this movie, uh, The Little Prince, was made by Laika. That's interesting but because Netflix right doesn't really go to other studios. No. They're kind of like... Well, they do. I mean, they have other producers for their TV shows and their their original series and stuff. So, I mean, it could be. Did so it's you... not all in-house? I thought it was, actually. That's what I thought it was, too. Yeah. I thought it was all in-house. So, on that note, I totally recommend it. If you guys care about, what is it, Rotten Tomatoes, I think they gave them a 93. Wow. IMDb gave them a 7.8 out of 10. It's really good. It, it was a fantastic film. And I didn't even know it was actually based off a book, a children's book. Wow, that's interesting. But it, the way the, the, the what they did in the movie, it's not like they, they just took the book and followed what the book okay. is. They did like a, almost like a two-story thing and made them and combined them. It's, I, I don't want to ruin anything, but totally recommend it. It's on Netflix. Sounds good. All right. So I actually just Googled it. And okay, good. Uh, I, I kind of like what I'm reading here. So it was made by – it was not made by Leica. Oh, okay. The production company that are listed – there's several, actually. It says Kaibu Productions, LPPB TV, M6 Films, On Animation Studios, Onyx Films, Orange Studio, and wow. 210 Cartoon were all – the production companies that worked on The Little Prince. Wow. And it was distributed by Paramount. The reason there was so many people working on it was it was a mixture of stop motion and 3D animated renderings. Mm. Oh, wow. Now it makes sense. Yeah. And you're right. It is an adaptation of a book from 1953. Um, So it looks like the movie's actually been around for about a year and a half now. Get out of here. Yeah. Uh, from what I'm reading here, it premiered at the 68th Cannes Film Festival on May 22nd, 2015. Oh. And then it had a full uh, release in France, distributed by Paramount. Then a U.S. theatrical release was supposed to happen starting March 18th, 2016, which was supposed to be a, a whole real D 3D experience. Yeah. And they just dropped it. They huh. decided not to do it. And then Netflix acquired the distribution rights and released it August 5th, 2016. So it's only been available on Netflix for like a week yeah. or uh, for about a week or two Wow! from uh, when we're recording this episode. I saw it yesterday. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it says here that it was getting rave reviews everywhere. Uh, man, I want to watch it. I think I'm going to watch it after you guys leave. Oh, dude, totally recommend it. But I'm confused now, though. You said that they bought the rights. To distribute it. To distribute. Yes, so yeah. they didn't make the movie. No. no. All those other studios that contributed to making it. So okay. it wasn't Netflix that made it. So then, because I'm confused with their Netflix original film. Because they're the ones that have the exclusive rights to it now. Cause, but I think the word original makes me feel yeah. like they made it. Their I have money. to agree. Do they actually show it as a Netflix original? Like, does that come up? As far as I know, yeah. I can check really quick. Because I have to agree with Javier. Like, a lot of the stuff that says Netflix original is because they They're the ones that make it in their it. studios, yeah. Right. And if all they did was acquire the rights yeah. to show the movie, right. they should not flash something that says Netflix original. No original. It should just say uh, maybe exclusive. Right. So I will agree with that. And that's why I was kind of excited about it. All so right, far, well. your story has like a 20% accuracy to it. <laughs> yeah. There's a movie on Netflix called The Little Prince. This is all you've given us. <laughs> You give me a high score, actually. <laughs> I appreciate that. 
All right, guys. Well, that is going to wrap it up for this episode. I think I want to watch this Little Prince movie. I totally recommend it. Please so. watch it. I mean, it has a pretty good rating so far. It's got all five stars. Mm-hmm. You know, it gives you that little uh, what the average rating is. Those are from Javier. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's only a week so far. or It's only two weeks so far since it launched. But it's got a pretty good cast. I mean, Jeff Bridges, Rachel McAdams. Uh, who else was in it, Javier? Do you remember? Paul, Paul Rudd. Paul yeah. Rudd is in it. I like Paul Rudd. He's a funny dude. Yeah. Having Ant-Man in your movies is always a good thing. Right? So. All right, guys. That is going to wrap it up for this week. Anything else from you guys? Yes. I have something for you. Oh, what do you have for me? Yeah, hold on. Let me grab it. Close your eyes. Okay. My right. eyes are put, closed. Put your hands up. Wait a second. I've... No. <laughs> you fell for this before, Uh-uh. Right? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Mario, is this legit? Uh, Look at it. Is this legit? Come on. Yes, if this is what he's intending to give you, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Hand is go, out. Man. Oh wait, it feels like a wait. It feels like a Disney Infinity packet. <laughs> what is this? Oh, dude, the Hulk. I got the Hulk for you. Thank you. <laughs> Where did you find him? Uh, Walmart. <laughs> what nice. It's yeah, funny. he searched the world over. <laughs> First place I went to, I found this. Exactly. Dude, this M- is awesome. Mr. I can't find this Hulk. Hey, it's the you know only what? one they had. In, <laughs> dude, no joke. I went to five different stores in the area, and yeah. I could not find it. Especially after the last time mm-hmm. we talked about it, couldn't find it. I absolutely believe you. It took me about two weeks to finally find it. I went oh, to wow. many Walmarts and other stores. Walmart. So it wasn't the first one. It wasn't okay. the first Woo. one. No, no, no. All right. Well, now I feel better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. You owe me a lot of gas money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can I cash it out in beer? No. Yes. Okay, yeah. Mario, bring beer. Oh, sounds good. <laughs> and then who's going to bring me beer for me searching the world over for your Gravity Falls book? Javier, bring beer. <laughs> 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 wow, this is awesome, dude. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Now we so, can go play. Now the, we can because... For the first time. You know what? It's funny because the kids were asking me that they wanted to play, and the first thing Noah says is like, where's the Hulkbuster? I was like, he's on my desk. <laughs> All right, well, maybe that's what we should do. Maybe can we, we battle? For a while. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, in All the right. battlegrounds. All right. I, I brought Sweet. it for you, but it's for me to play with. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. You're welcome, man. Sweet. Let's open up. Why right, are we do. waiting? Let's I know, right? Oh, All right, guys. Oh, he ripped it open. <laughs> Dude, it was a collectible. <laughs> it was the last one they had. I know. Dude, That's it. Was, it. They're Dude. no longer going to make it. I don't care, dude. We're going to play with it. Dude, the box was signed. <laughs> what? <laughs> By the Hulk? <laughs> you got Mark Ruffalo to sign it? I don't know. Some dude that worked at Walmart signed it. Oh, that doesn't help me. Well, this is great. You know, the sad thing is that technically I didn't have to open it because you could have just placed the entire box on the on the base oh, really? and it would have picked up the RF. It's yours, so. man. You can do whatever you want with it. Well, I opened just it. Just don't break it. we're going to play with it. All right. Well, I think it's time to play. Uh, again, yeah. that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Remember that if you guys are trying to find us online, we are Podcateers on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube, hmm. everywhere. Pretty much. That's just Podcateers. It's yeah. the easiest way to find us. Mm-hmm. Make sure that if you head over to any of those, click the likes, click subscribe. Like literally um, the hardest thing is knowing. The, literally the hardest thing is knowing how to spell Podcateers. Yeah. How do you spell it, Javier? P O D. K E T E E R and S. 
And I really thought we were done with that. <laughs> How dare you? That's Dude, the greatest thing ever. We haven't done that in literally like over a year. Yes, right? I thought yeah. it was forgotten. <laughs> no, we're never going to forget that. That's amazing. Exactly. Podcateers. 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 Join Good night, in. everybody. Come on, join in. <laughs> Uh, remember that if you guys want to help out the podcast, support for Podcateers is brought to us by you guys. Yeah. One of the best ways to help us out is by heading over to our Patreon page. We are at patreon.com slash podcateers. Or you can head to the Podcateers page and just search for the Patreon logo. For as little as $1 a month, you can help us keep the podcast going. Whatever you think we're worth. I don't think they can go lower than a dollar, Javier. <laughs> and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. But yeah, you can make worth a... less than a dollar? <laughs> I hope not. Uh, but yeah, you can actually contribute $1 a month, $1 a week. You can make a one-time contribution, weekly, monthly. It's up to you. If you're able to do that, we would absolutely love it. And it would definitely help us out. The other way to help us out is by heading over to podcateers.com slash Amazon. Amazon! Doing that will allow you to click on the giant Amazon button on that page. Amazon! And it will take you there <laughs> using our affiliate link. Any purchase that you make after you do that will kick us down with a small commission that is basically telling Amazon, hey, Amazon! Give them a small portion of this purchase to help them out because we like them. Are we worth that? <laughs> a click? <laughs> A click? Yeah, we're Hopefully. Worth, are we worth a click. So remember, if you guys shop on Amazon, Amazon. it's one of the easiest uh, things that you can do because it doesn't cost you any additional money. Uh, just a couple of clicks. So before you head over to Amazon, head over to podcateers.com slash Amazon first Amazon. and click on that button. All right, guys. That's going to wrap it up. It's lunchtime. So technically, maybe shrimp. we can go for tacos. Shrimp tacos? Shrimp. shrimp tacos? Shrimp. Yeah, we can go for shrimp tacos. That sounds good, right? Sounds good. Shrimp tacos and beer. Yeah. Boom. So that's going to be it. Until next week, here is to beers, cheers, and make it ears, and apparently shrimp tacos. Yeah. Have a great week. Peace out. Take care. Hey, where'd the whole character go? Oh, I didn't think you noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Were you already taking it back? I, I like it. <laughs>